Hello and welcome to That Sports Gamer Show, episode 100. Uh, I figured with the TSG award season upon us, it was the perfect time to bring back That Sports Gamer Show. And what better way to start the return of That Sports Gamer Show than to talk about my favorite non-sports game of 2017. Uh, you may remember last year's TSG award for non-sports game of the year went to IO Interactive's Hitman. Uh, and this year I'm sticking with shooters and going with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds by Blue Hole. Uh, I don't think I've been this invested in an online shooter uh, as I am with PUBG since, like, Call of Duty Black Ops 2, which I think was back in 2012. Obviously, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is a little bit different kind of game. Uh, 100 people drop onto an island, and uh, they all got to kill each other. And one man walks away, unless you got a squad, unless you're playing a squad game, then uh, you can all walk away. Uh, I have brought on some co-hosts for this episode that I love playing PUBG with. Uh, so we can all talk about our experiences, give some tips and tricks, and uh, just kind of talk about how PUBG is a really fun experience so far, uh, even though it's not a real game since it's only in early access uh, and comes out on the Xbox One, I think, like the week after we're recording this. Uh, so without further ado, let me introduce the, the folks I got with me. First off, we got none other than Snaggle J, my assistant community manager at Out of the Park Development. Snaggle J, how's it going? Uh, I mean, you butchered my title. It's associate community manager, but you know what? I'll I'll let it slide this one time. Uh, but it's going really good. Glad to be here. Uh, big PUBG fan. Big fan of the uh, other co-hosts on this podcast. And being TSG episode 100, uh, very hyped to be here. Well, see, the way it works, uh, Snaggle J, is since I was the actual one that came up with the title associate community manager, I can literally just call you whatever I want since uh, this is like a my... this. It's like a Vince McMahon stone cold thing, right? You can just change the rules whenever you want. Yeah, this is how it works. Okay, that's, that's kind of what I thought. Well, very happy to have you here. Uh, second up, we have Long Island's own J.O. J.O., how's it going? It's going. It's going. Just found out Long Island might be joining the Atlantic time zone, so that was, uh, that was pretty cool. But besides that, I'm happy to be on the show, number 100. That's, that's pretty, pretty dope. Well, and congratulations on your almost making it to the... Uh... What was it? The Giants? Let's not talk thing. about that, all right? You know, real sore subject still. Jail, a professional Madden player, essentially. I think we just go with that. Professional title. ultimate teamer. Pro ut. And chicken dinner specialist. Chicken dinner That See, this is why I have you here. Because I love you, Jail. Love all you Thanks. guys. Uh, and finally, Thank last you. but not least, uh, someone whose name I realized I really don't know what your real name is. Uh, none other than Hope. The other great Madden ultimate teamer. I mean, there's other games that I'm great at as well, but I don't want to brag. I mean, if you are, I haven't seen one. I don't. We play PUBG together. I, I think it's you know you end up you breadstick. I get many, many kills. I'm the king of the zero kill chicken dinner. Breadstick, breadsticking is getting one kill. I mean, that's that's respect. I'm dinner rolling then. Oh, there you go. I just get zero. It's onion ringing. Is that what it's called? Is that we've got yeah, technical? Yeah. It's actually I technicality. It's who, who first off question egg. who would have to have a dinner roll with a chicken dinner? I mean, who would have a egg, uh, who would have an onion ring with a chicken dinner? That's why I think dinner roll is definitely what we got to go with. Also, Jo and Hope uh, do the uh, the great show on Twitch.tv slash Jo thirty Mudcap breaking now what's going on uh, in Madden Ultimate Team. Indeed. Uh, so guys. We've played a lot of PUBG. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. We've all played, we've all played PUBG. I think it's I have like fair, 400 it's a fair hours. assessment. 
I I can confirm that I've played quite a bit. Wait, wait. What, what's everyone's hour count on PUBG? I'm at 356. I think it was at like three days last time I checked, but I don't know. I got to look. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of it's idle. Like, I just leave my computer on with PUBG running. 427 uh, hours. My God. Oh my gosh, you beat me. <laughs> but, oh, but now let me ask you a question. Is that real time or is that like S Gibbs time where it says he's in PUBG for like three weeks? No, S Gibbs, S Gibbs. He, no, he sits in the menu for like days. I play the game. I don't leave it up. I don't know. You're the, you're a really good menu player, Hope. You're probably there's like one nothing, of the top five there's menu There's nothing players. menu to play in PUBG. I'm out know, there. Menu, I'm out there, JL. I'm out there, JL. I'm in the plane. I'm getting ready to drop. I'm in the zone. Snag, how many hours you got? Um, uh, like mid-70s last time I checked. Thank God. I'm not the noob here. I do have 186 hours. In. Okay, well. That's only on the regular servers. I think the test server number is real. Re- uh, yeah, I probably got another like 30, 40 hours on the test server. I play them constantly when they're up. Yeah. Uh, let's just talk about kind of what PUBG is to start with. You know, I said uh, everybody gets on a plane, 100 people drop onto an island, and they fight it out to see who gets the chicken dinner. Which, first off, my question is, where were all the people on this island to start with? I love the Zarkesians, but what happened to them? Is there like a is there a backstory here that I don't know about? Well, they flooded to the tip of the the, the tip of the Zarki. Hmm. Have they, you ever been to the North Islands of Zarki? I don't think anybody's been there. Never been there. Maybe it's like an underground bunker. Possibly. I I'm, it's just I, I don't know. Zarki's like that place where it's kind of like Plymouth, like you know, back in the day. You just don't know how they all disappeared, but it's a beautiful place and it's the start of a great PUBG game. I'm actually going to pull up a PUBG map, and if you're listening at home, I highly recommend you do that as well. Just in case we mention anything. PUBGmap.io. Okay, yeah, wait, yeah. Zark Balls is Zarki. The Zarkesians are from Zarki. Severn Balls is Severny. Stalbar High is Stalbar. It's a high school on the top of a mountain, a.k.a. Stalbar High, if you guys have any other nicknames. Drop them and let them know before we just go nickname central. Yeah. Before no one has any idea of where we're talking about at all. Yeah, like Zark Balls. Is actually Pochinky, right? I like to call it the Pochinky Stinky, but uh, I think that's actually, I think that's kind of a move in the book. Yeah, Millie Beezus. That's another one. I was going to say, say, I figure Millie Bee is probably pretty straightforward. Licky V. I hate Primo. hate Primo. I'm not a fan of that one. Yeah, I don't think anybody calls it Primo. Uh, The Potatoes, the Farm. Another one. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much the nicknames. Yeah. Yeah, PUBG, uh, pubgmap.io has a great uh, PUBG map if you want to play along. Uh, so yeah, let's start. Let's start right at the beginning. Dropping into a game of PUBG. Where do you guys like to drop? I know uh, JL loves to go into going to Severny no matter what. Zarki, Zarki over Severny, but Severny's usually easier to hit. Hope where you go. Where's your, your go to? I think my favorite spot is like Southern George Pole. There's these. Uh, Two by two houses, I call them the dude plays. And uh, that's where I like to loot. Really fast to loot, usually a lot of loot. They're really compact, so you're not spending forever to loot. Like, going from house to house, they're, it's all right there. Very easy. I, see, I feel like it's just like going to uh, that George Pole area, too much action for me. Yeah, that's you, what I like. I like see, the action. Here it is. I don't want to hide. I'm not hiding from analogy. the world. I think George Pool is like a fanny pack. It's really accessible. It's quick. It's got everything right where you want it. But 
only a few people really like it. Like only the rock can pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Cause like, honestly, like you, there's a lot of action there, but you can loot those three houses and you're good. Except people like to go to the apartments and the apartments take forever. And the loot's subpar. Uh, I'm a, uh... I'm fi- I believe I'm infamous now for my West Coast players. Gold Coast, baby. Yep. Love it yep. so much. I've been trying a new thing, which I think is terrible, but I would like to try it out a little bit more. There are some houses between Pachinki and the school, like on the main road, that have been okay. And then you can just snipe the guys coming from the school leaving or going through Pachinki leaving. How could we forget about the snatch guys? A snatch drop at the, uh, at the school. school is also... Uh, an option. There's also that's, the apartment there. There's a lot of things going in there. That that's my. I think dropping at the school, like if you just get the game, I think that's where you go. You just drop. You just go to the school, fight out, learn the early game, and like mm-hmm. get used to the weapons and like how the how the combat works. And you just keep dying, and eventually you'll win the school, and then you go on from there. Yeah. yeah. See, like back in the day, I was a big fan of the Pollyanna drop. Oh, uh, I can't right. quit. I can't quit Pollyanna, man. I tried the rooftop I so, drop. So good. Oh, I try so hard. I try so hard to quit Pollyanna. I really do, because you know what? Sometimes you will come out of there with absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But well, because what the dream is, the Pollyanna dream, is you land on a roof, you clear a house, and you're fully loaded after that house. This never happens, but no. it's the dream. No, and I think that's why it's so appealing to everyone. Yeah, I and uh, like. The front street in Pollyanna is usually pretty good. Like if you hit the restaurant, I feel like all the restaurants are usually pretty good for loot in any of the towns. I think big time restaurant fan. Yeah, Jo is like the Zagat of (laughs) a pokey restaurant. I know my good places to eat in the town, man. If you want a chicken dinner, just go to a fucking go to a restaurant. Yeah, like my go-to Pollyanna is like land on the front street, hit the restaurant, hit that little building right next to the restaurant, and then bolt for the apartments. I feel like we used to drop in Milta a lot, but I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, um, I feel like Milta's like weak sauce now. There's too much too much ground to cover, I think. I think there's just better places to loot. I don't really yeah. like Polly. Uh, it depends. Like if I'm playing squads, I really don't like Polly. Too hard to keep track of everybody. Like you got to yeah. babysit everybody. You got to make sure everybody's actually watching and not looking at the floor looting. Yeah, I think that's why Severnians are here, like kind of the safe ones. Uh, yes. So I feel more people go to Severny, but Zarki's usually pretty quiet and there's not... There's a lot of buildings, but they're kind of spread out, so you can still keep everybody together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a place like Pollyanna, there's a lot of buildings, but they're very tight together. So someone might get shot from a side, and then you got to try to find out where that happened if you weren't standing I, right next to him. Yeah, I do like Novo down there by the Millie B off to the, the right. One. Mm-hmm. I think that's like a, like the top tier of like places of land where it's difficult to make it out of. I think yes, it's, like it's, it's tough. One. It's tough. Yeah. It's like crates over in George Bowl, but yeah. It's steroids. it's consistently better loot, um, and then I also like the Milta Power. They have the, like the big the big one, and then they have the small. I like the Milta Small a lot. I feel like I come power. out of there. Yeah, baby yeah. power. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm trying to I mean, else. after you land, you gotta get you gotta get some vehicles, and I think it's safe to say that the three seater bike is the worst contraption ever created. There's only there's only two bad vehicles in the game, and I think that's the three seater bike. And whatever Jay was driving. Oh, oh, oh. I DD, bro. You got a DD. You can't complain. Um, he can drive a boat. It, it, that's pretty much idiot proof. Jay is a professional. Uh, he's become a professional boat player. 
Yeah, I appreciate I back that. In the day when we had lots of boat issues when we were landing in Zarki, taking a boat to Severny or trying a West Coast boat play. Uh, but the things I've seen recently with J.O. coming out of Primo with a boat uh, have really, really been amazing. I think if you guys are curious, if you go to the tip of the Zarki and you have to go all the way to the back of Millie B, three gas cans on a three-quarter gas can given boat. So plan accordingly. We tried that, and it was brutal. Brutal. We we made it. We did. It took it was, a while. It, it, it was I, like a was... 10-minute trip. Like, you don't <laughs> – like the mat – like – the PUBG map is huge, but you don't really understand how big it is until you have to take a boat from North Zarki all the way to the southern part of the military base on three gas cans. With like, we had like no loot, and I was like, we just need to grab gas cans and we'll figure it out as we go. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think you realize how big it is until you have to swim something oh. like the English Channel. Because a, a couple of weeks ago, I swam from Milta essentially to Novo, and that almost killed me. That's like almost like a <laughs> whole full zone contraction. That's like a pretty swim. that's a yeah. pretty far swim. It, it doesn't, took me a minute and a half. It's not, not too it's not too bad in between the bridges. It's not that far, but like from Milta to Novo is oh. like one of the farther yeah. further swims that you can do. Um, and a little ridiculous. And it, with with boat plays, I think it's like safe to say though, if you don't know where to land or if it's you're stuck between like the zone that could be on the Millie base or on the main island or the main continent, you don't necessarily have to like just park the boat. You can just jump out of the boat and like sit in the water behind it because it's pretty safe, yeah. and it's hard to shoot people in the water because you can't shoot through the water. So it's it's a little little tip. Yeah, I think uh, that was when I realized the genius of Jo playing PUBG. I just watched Doc and like these other guys. I'm like, wow, that looks really smart. We, we <laughs> literally just we just sat off the the coast of Pomorsk for maybe three minutes. Just yeah. in the water. Literally, all we were doing was like, hey, did you know that if you go under the boat and get in, you just like <laughs> pop up through it? We found out some cool stuff. And we got a chicken dinner out of that. So <laughs> we got the chicken dinner that game because, again, the circle was between the two things. And we were just like, well, we just got to wait and see what happens here. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're going to be adding uh, water penetration to the bullets as well in a future update. So the swimming aspect of it is going to be made a little bit more difficult. I agree with that, though. I, that yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I just think you know it's it's a way. Again, a lot of people have taken to the swimming, especially at the bridges, due to the amount of people that camp the bridges. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you know, so I feel like it's kind of makes sense for them to be like, well, we just can't have people swimming under the water with absolutely no repercussions whatsoever. And don't you uh, swim faster underwater? You yeah. Do. Is, that, is that an old wives' tale? Yeah. Well, you do. You swim no, faster. You, you do. Yeah. But the other thing too is like if you're if you're swimming in the water, like you got to come out at the beach, you're probably gonna yeah. die anyways. Like you're gonna yeah. get shot regardless. Yeah. It yeah. is yeah. tough with guys who stay like waist high in the water, and they're and they're shooting from the water. That's kind of yeah. it's kind of tough to kill them. But other than that, I mean, I like I get it. It's a realistic change, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. I kind of it was kind of nice to be like you're in the river like north of Rosehawk, and like you can't get shot. Like you gotta be quick when you get to the to the shore. Just hide under a bridge and hang out. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that rose hot water. I don't know where it is. Uh, Comes out of nowhere sometimes, though. No. Well, yeah, usually J.O. drives you into it, and he's like, I got no, this. No, no, no. no. I'm, I Ford it, and we have we have some people that, you know, you, it, you went to Zarky, and you, you got to make it to. You, can, uh, you can't. I don't think you can. Ford, you're not going to be able to ford the river anymore. No, well, I don't think it. so anymore. But and that's actually one of the updates to the map is that you can see, like, the water depth. Oh, that's cool. 
uh, so that's a little bit better now. But uh, all right, yeah. So you pick your landing spot, you jump out, you pop your chute, look around, make sure nobody's coming with you, or if somebody's coming with you, that you can make sure you get to them. Uh, then you got to get down there. You got to loot. Uh, let me ask you, Hope. What is your favorite loadout? My absolute favorite. If you if you could drop into PUBG with a full loadout, what would it be? Uh, I mean, level three gear. I'll take a level two bag. That's fun. Um, I mean, more specifically, I, I, I like. I'm sixteen four X with a comp, and then like a, a scar or M4 fully kitted for full auto, and I'm good. Jam. Uh, blue high top trainers. Always, Always number one. You bought you those? Buy them from Steam. You I did. Uh, Steam like cents. Cents. <laughs> yeah, Gronk approved of it. Um, I would go with a Car 98 with an 8x. Go always go with a butt cheek pad. Bullet sloops are fine, but car the butt cheek pad's better. Um, suppressor would be the dream, but I'll take a flash hider. Uh, and then for uh, fully auto, gotta go with the scar, fully kitted, red dot sight, never hollow. Wait, so in your ideal setup. You don't even get a suppressor for your sniper. I, think, no, I, feel I like, mean, like I feel like suppressor, quick draw, that's just kind of like default. Hang on, wait. If I'm if I'm first round pick in blue high top trainers, I'll say no to a suppressor just to make it like you know balance it out a little bit. Don't want to be too OP. I feel like suppressor I mean, yes, extended yes, quick draw are like noted. That's like me saying like, yeah, I'll take an M16 with a comp and a red dot, and then like a scar bare bones. <laughs> All right, fine. Give me. I mean, well, I don't know. I don't necessarily love the suppressor on like AR sometimes because it. I feel. I feel like the gun kicks a lot more. It does feel like that. That's why I was just taking a, like an M6 with a compensator on it. Yeah, like a four X. Good. Snaggle J. Uh, I'm very similar to Jo. Uh, give me the fully kitted scarf. Uh, with the red dot, always a red dot, never a hollow sight. <laughs> Uh, I'm kind of the same thing. I use the car 98, uh, but I typically stick to a four X. Uh, there was just something that I didn't like about the eight X until a recent update. I just felt like it didn't, I don't know. I just wasn't comfortable using an eight X. I didn't feel like I was hitting good shots. Now in the, in a recent update, I've started using the eight X a bit more. I feel like, I don't know if they tweak something there with the, the hit registering, but I've been using the eight X a bit more with the car. And yeah, I agree. Uh, Always, always a cheat bet. What was the thing? Did they change it now that if you have an 8x, you can make it a 4x if you're zoomed in already? If you're yeah, you can make toggle down? the zoom, I think. I believe it's the same thing with a 16x. Yeah. I think a 16 can go down to an 8 and a 4. Is a it a 16 or is it 15? I thought it was a 15x. I think it's 15. I think it's it must be 15. Is it 15? Guys, even know his like guys, even know his scopes. I mean, you don't go for crates. Next, yeah. next topic. Uh, let me tell you, my see, I can't do this whole sniper life. Uh, I've tried it. I can't do it. I hate the the re uh, the reload speed on all that stuff. Uh, so I go with my fully kitted out M4. Uh, now that we can do the scope thing, I guess I would go with an 8x and then drop it down. But usually I like the 4x. Uh, and then, which nobody said, uh, I go with that suppressed ump uh, for my second gun. You gotta like be that glue guy. Full- yeah, I like to go. I like to go full auto and rip up guys with an ump. Uh, then you got to have that bonus. Uh, the was it P18C, the fully auto handgun, just in case, because you never know when things are going to go bad. Uh, yeah, I never, carry, I never carry the handgun. By the way, never. Yeah. It's not, it's not a bad idea to carry one and put a suppressor on it. And that way, you, 
and yeah, you can, can finish. Yeah, you can finish a couple kills if you need to when they're down. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. It sounds so cool suppressed. It does sound. It's it's the coolest sounding thing in the game. Yeah. Mm. What's that one that you get in the crate? It's like <clears throat> Groza. Yeah, but that kind of sucks, right? Groza no, sounds like a Groza is ridiculous. Steroids. Yeah, it sounds like a blender. Absolutely, <laughs> it does. It shoots, shoots so fast. It shoots so fast, and it shoots the seven six two, which does a lot of damage. I mean, that thing. That thing. I, I don't know if there's any gun that can beat that close range. Yeah, no, definitely the best close range gun. And I'm, I'm the only one about that SMG life. I see how it is. Is it an SMG though? The, it is right. Is it the girl? MP five. Um, the ump is, yeah. The ump is. No, the groza. The groza. The groza. It's got that hybrid like attachment thing and muzzle. Yeah. Is it? You can put an AR mag on it, I believe. Yes. But it and it takes an AR suppressor. I think is. I think it's technically an AR. It is technically an AR, according Dude. to, oh. uh, according to PUBG.gamepedia.com. Hmm. It's an assault rifle type weapon in battlegrounds. The more you know, it can only be found in airdrops. Essentially, a bullpup AKM. Wow! It combines the raw stopping power of 7.62 ammo with a blistering fire rate, only found in smaller caliber assault rifles. So, but it's only in the crates. I mean, who's getting crates? I don't know. I, I was, one, I was just seen... insulted for not going to crates. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. So one time we saw a guy in a ghillie suit, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go hide and die. I I actually was at Severn Balls one time with Kleeman, and we were playing just a duo, and we're sitting there, and we were about to just leave Severny, and we go to the south tip of Severny to go get a car, and there was just a crate there. It was after the first wave of the zone, and we're like, oh, <laughs> would you look at that? That was like one of the only times I really go for a crate. Yeah, I feel like crates always lead to immediate deaths. <laughs> I think it just depends depends on who who's on your team like if you have a guy that's just really good at killing or two guys that are really good you can feel a little bit more confident yeah yeah oh I mean, that's a good I'll, way to snowball yeah i'll camp i'll camp a crate all day i'll, I'll you know if yeah, i got, I, if, if i got my car 98 i will gladly sit up on a hill and pick off three or four guys trying to go for a crate but yeah i feel, I feel like that's the smarter play is to just camp the crate rather than going for it but then when you go for it after you've killed some people then there's another guy just camping and waiting to kill you uh all right so now we've landed we've got all of our gear now we got a hike that's that's the one thing i hate is when you get that bad circle and you just got to run literally the entire game um I, I really hate that uh also another thing you need to pay attention to i think i feel like a lot of the stuff is stuff that i learned later obviously you guys have 400 hours so it's some of the stuff that i've, I've like picked up later from you guys uh one of those things like watching the knowing the path of the plane and knowing how that's going to play out into the game. Uh, I know me and me and Jo had one where we landed in, uh, where did we land? We landed up in Kamishki, right? Oh yeah. K cup. And so we knew, and we stretched it too, right? Didn't we do something crazy like that? Oh yeah. We, I think uh, we, we got our hump game going. Yeah. We stretched it. So we knew there was like nobody, uh, no, there was like nobody North or West of us. Right. I think we were like the only yeah. two up there. Uh, but yeah, if you if you pay attention to where the plane is going, you can I mean, you really shouldn't just have a blind side somewhere, but you can kind of just know that there's nobody in a certain area for the most part, uh, which I find is always handy. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, 
my favorite part of Battlegrounds is the little stories that we get to tell. Uh, in that game that we dropped in Kameshki, me and Jo were coming south, and we're like, "There's nobody else around here." Uh, so I guess did that that other team must have dropped in like Pollyanna or just landed in like the middle of the woods or something. They could have went to like Lapovka or something and like went up the east coast and like they ripped at us as we were driving. Me and TJ say, "Let's just get out of here, screw them." And then like halfway down the east coast, uh, we're just like, we're, "Let's we're just turn around far. and get them." And we just <laughs> book it back for them up. Like they were not even in the next zone. We went back up there. Killed them both, and that was a pretty good game. We came in second that game. Yeah, that was. I'm so mad. I, I'm so I'm so mad at the end of that game. But yeah, that was that was a weird way of killing them. Because remember, I had like a four X on an AK, and I took out a guy outside, and his buddy ran into the back of the house. And I'm watching him, and then all I see is Jo just like running for the house <laughs> on the right side. He's like, I don't got a lot of bullets left. I'm just gonna go kill him. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, yo, Hope, how would you tell the great? Story about uh, the time we lost a four v one to the guy with a pistol. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. It's the most disappointing <laughs> moment of my PUBG career. Uh, we went to Severny. It was Jo. I want to say Seagrell. I don't know who was the fourth. Was it Louis? Uh, no, it was Cleman. No, sure? no, it wasn't. Cleman. No, I think it, it was, was Louis. I think it was Louis. And it, we were all, they were all pretty new to the game. And uh, we, we see these guys like on the east side of Severny. There's like a little hill. Um, I'm like, hey, there's a guy here. I'm going to push him. Let's kill him. And then he has a teammate. I, I down the first guy. His teammate downs me. And they don't all push at once. And it takes, it takes forever. So what ends up happening is the worst communication I've ever seen. <laughs> the rest of them... One by one, they run up to the hill. The guy has a PC that they just they just put in that auto pistol into the game. Boom, rips him up, rips up. I can't remember who died second. I think I was second. I was. <laughs> and then I think it was Louis came. Louis came third. Gets ripped up. Guy kills him. And then Sigurel is way off. He's across the street and he was just sitting there. He's scoped in. He, sh- he has to be shaking. Because I was still down. I didn't get finished. So there was a, there was, we could salvage the game. Then here comes Seagorell, all the way from the UK. Runs up, boom, auto pistol down. And that guy four, uh, 1v4s us. And I just, I w- I've never been so mad at PUBG, like playing with the people that I play with. I was, I've, I was shocked. I, I think Disgusting. it's something, I think it's something that has to be said, though, like that, that the 4v1 that we lost, like we came in second place. That was for the win. That that's like, rough. Yeah, <laughs> I I cried. Yeah, I think. Um, I talk a lot about uh, like my favorite parts, especially in sports games, are like when you take that shot in NHL or you take that shot in FIFA, where it's like there's all this all this tension built up in this little like half second shot that you take, and it's like that it feels really good. You know, if you miss, you're like, ah, oh, damn it, and if you score, you're like, yeah, real excited. But PUBG. Like, if you get into the top 10, that little half second of FIFA or NHL shot becomes, like, you could literally tell me the last, like, two circles take, like, 20 minutes. I know it probably takes, like, four minutes, but it feels like forever. And literally, my heart is racing the entire time. When I see you get down to, like, eight or seven, and we're all super close, and I'm super terrified, I think it's the most stressful 
I've ever had in a video game. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it feels like it takes an hour. Those last couple circles. I, I've I've played quite a few games competitively, and it's weird because PUBG is the only one that gives me that extended heart rate increase, and I can feel like I'm I'm starting to feel nervous. We're top ten because it just if the games feel like they just take forever, and I know they don't because everything's timed. I don't know. It's it's one thing that that I feel like no other game has been able to do for me, and it's like really get me in there, really get me nervous. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's so great. I, I just the first first time I was like top eight, I was literally shaking, and like so terrified that I was just gonna get killed. Because that's my biggest. That's the one thing I really hate in PUBG is when I get killed so fast that I don't even know where it came from. Where like I hear that first bullet fire and. By the time I go to look where it came from, I've, I've already been hit three times and I'm dead. Yeah, like you sometimes put your volume up so like loud so you can actually hear something and then the guy blindsides you with the double barrel and you honestly jump out of your chair because you don't even know where it came from. And you're already dead. Like it's the first it's shot. Are terrifying. The first shot of the game is always the scariest for me. Yeah. Because there's been some time, you know, you even have like that pre lobby thing where everybody's going crazy with the guns. And then you finally get in, you're flying in the plane, you go and drop. You're like, okay, I know there's a guy here. And then boom, that double barrel. And like, I just, I kind of jolt. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and that's what's so weird is because I think, I think that's what it is, is because you're in the lobby and everybody's just shooting off guns. And it's like, bang, 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 bang. But then you get into the game and it's like, depending on where you land, it, you might not hear a gunshot for quite a while. Yeah. And then once you, and that first one whizzes by you. Oh got to change the drawers real quick because uh, yeah. it's kind of scary. Well, I just I feel like that's that's kind of the appeal of, of the BR style games and why they've taken such a such a jump from like literally like out of nowhere to like being some of like the one of the most popular genres of games right now, because you can literally get in and within five minutes of being in the game, be in a very intense gaming situation and then you know you die you come out on the losing end and bam you're right back in it again you know like you get these 10 to 30 minute intervals of like really high concentration and you know trying to get through the looting phase and then your attentiveness is really high because all of a sudden okay i'm in the top 40 you know i'm into the second and third circle and it's like okay now i'm in the top 20 now i'm in the top 10 and it's just like then it's over you know, you're like, you're either a winner or you're not. And then you start it all over again. It's just, it's such a quick in and out experience. It's like nothing that there has ever been. We we're having this discussion, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It's like, try to think of another gaming experience that's like playing BR. And it's very difficult to find something that's on that same plane of, you know, you're in there, it's 30 minutes, boom, it's super high intensity. And then it starts all over again immediately. Like that's, that's the draw. Yeah, I think if you couldn't get back into the next game so fast, I feel like this would be this kind of game would not be as uh, as popular as it is. Mm -hmm. Like if if you had to go out and wait like five, ten minutes after every game instead of just being like, boom, another minute and we're and we're right back into it. I think it would be a completely different. Yeah, because like if you think about it, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Plinko thing. Like you when you play it, you can the game can go like so many different ways. And like, say you die one way, the next game you come back, you say, well, I died this way. I'm going to go try this or I'm going to go jump 
this, the plane route jumps you this way, you go get a car, you drive across the map. Like there's so I think that the game can refresh itself so much by starting the game or doing something in the game differently, where it's so hard to get bored at the game. And like you're saying, it's so entertaining, like as the game progresses on as, as well, where it's so hard to lose interest in it and it just gets more and more entertaining as you play it. Well, and and to TJ's point, uh, if you look at H1Z1, that's kind of where where that game is at now. It's you can get you can get into a game, which now takes several minutes because the player base has decreased by a very large percentage. You get into the game. If you die in the first couple of minutes, you're waiting. You know, five, six, seven minutes to get back into another game because you're waiting for lobbies to fill up. And so now that game has become even less appealing for that exact reason. You know, PUBG with, with the player base that it has right now, if, if you get killed in the first, you know, five minutes, you're 60 to 90 seconds away from being into another game. And, and, and that just you know, it keeps it rolling over. And even for the people who are just getting into it now, the, you know, the inexperienced or the quote unquote untalented you know, it, it's it's boom, quick games, quick games, quick games, and that's that's very appealing. Like even last night, I was playing. I think last night was my worst ever night of PUBG. I think I literally played like seven games in an hour and never made the top fifty. I don't know what was happening. Even yeah, when I was, was like, even when I was just like, I'm just gonna go hide somewhere and not be near anybody and just get into the top fifty and feel good. Then like a dude landed right next to me and killed me. I don't know what happened. That's the difficult thing is like there's so many variables to the game, but that's yes. what makes it so that's that's what gives it so much replayability. Uh, every every gunfight, every time that you've died is probably completely different than all the other times. Yeah. There there's probably like three or four different things that you could have done to give yourself a better advantage. Yeah. Uh and Jo yeah. mentioned like uh like you can just change your mindset a little bit and the game changes a lot for you. Yes. Uh I remember I remember when I first started playing, liking it and being like, this is cool. This is, this is a cool thing. And I definitely want to keep playing it. Uh, and I think I was listening to uh, uh, the Giant Bombcast, uh, which I think where I kind of heard about PUBG and started playing it from there because they were the ones that got me up on Hitman last year. And I ended up loving that. So when they started talking about Battlegrounds a lot, I was like, all right, let me go check this out. And so like after a couple of weeks of playing, uh, they were talking about it on the podcast, and they were like, "the the real trick is, you know, when you, when you hear gunfire, your first your like automatic thought is run away, like get away, get somewhere safe." And I think one of the real tricks to to play in this game, especially at a high level, is when you hear gunfire, you that needs that's specifically that's not at you that needs to register in your mind as not something that you need to run away from, but something that you need to go towards because that means people are fighting and people are fighting. They're hitting each other. They're both wearing themselves out so that when one gets killed, you can just roll up on them and clean up the rest and then get all their loot. And I think when I had that major mindset change, like literally the whole game, like that's when it like snapped into my head and I'm like, this game is awesome, and now I need to play this every night. Yeah, because like you're saying, like there's some games like it, it could just way a game goes where you get such bad loot in the beginning, or where you have to drop, you get such bad loot where you say to yourself, "The only way I'm going to get loot is by killing and by like you know going on the offensive." And 
that there's certain games where you go and you loot to the teeth and like that's when you're done looting and then you go on the offensive and there are other games where you have to fight to get your loot or you get your bear loot then you fight and that's how you loot up it's it's there's it's so if you really think about it there's so many different ways that this game could be fun and the way you can go about it yeah so, yeah oh, no, i was just no good no i was just gonna say can i can i ask a question at this point sure if so for someone who is say in, in TJ's situation where they're struggling or for somebody who, who is new into the game, like what's the one thing that you guys would want, you know, struggling or new players to understand about this game? I, I definitely think it's the, when you hear gunshots, not specifically not at you, that's the direction you need to run in, assuming they're in the zone because that means that there's stuff going on over there and those people aren't focused on you. They're fo focused on each other, which is going to give you an opportunity to get in there and whichever one doesn't get the kill or whichever one does get the kill, they're going to have to go heal up, which means they're not going to be moving for a little bit. And if you find them, you can rip them and then you have two bodies to, to loot. Yeah. I, I just want to touch on that TJ. I people might hear that and be confused because you know, it's, it's PUBG is more of like a survival, but you can play very aggressive like that. And then I think the reason why what you're saying is very good is because you typically never get a third team rolling up on you. Mm. Typically, your engagements are one team versus another. So if you can be that X factor, because the map is so large and the odds of people going to push that fight are, are pretty mm. rare. And most people are backing away. They're like, OK, we're not going west. There's a lot of gunshots over there. No, thanks. But that's the right idea, because it's, it's such an easy way to get loot, because not only do you get one team, you get two teams loot. That's a lot of meds, a lot of a lot of painkillers and all of that. Yeah, I, I think I, what I would say would be, I guess, is like you when you land in an area that, you know, there are going to be other teams landing with you. You kind of kind of have to land as close as possible because you might only get one house to loot. And then you have to you're, the guys at your doorstep. You got to go push them and being for, like even just like a house or a second house away from like your teammate could be you guys losing a teammate in a fight. And then even just being down one teammate in a squad battle is huge because it's one extra guy you have to kill and one less guy you have shooting at them and just being as close together. Cause we've done it all the time. We, I think we still do it. We land too far apart when we mm -hmm. land into a place and we, it screws us. Yeah. Jay, was it, was it with you that I think it was with you. I think you were driving and there was like two teams shooting it out in like a farm and we heard them and we're like, Let's just go in here. And I think you smashed a guy into his own car. I you? did. If I did, then that's pretty sick. And I, I must think, have been. I think they were fighting. And I think maybe the fight had just ended. And they were going to heal like their. No, I think there was actually two of them. Because I think they were going to heal their teammate standing next to their own car. Maybe it wasn't you. And whoever was driving just like slammed them into their own car to get the two kills. <laughs> And it was awesome. And they had like no idea that anybody else was coming because they got in this big firefight. And I think there was like four bodies loot. And it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Splattering trees are probably some of the best kills in the game. Yeah, I had one game. I think I killed two people with a buggy. It might have been the highlight of my day that day. Um, to answer Snagglejay's question, what, uh, what tip would you give for guys who are struggling? I think for, for duos or squads, my number one tip is to get be better at communicating mm -hmm. uh calling saying there's a guy 285 uh that, that that's not enough info 285 in front of the in front of the hill is is way better and 
What, what tree? Be- what tree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's difficult when when you're in the woods and they're in the in the trees. Um, but try to be descriptive and, and as quick as possible with the information is so huge because sometimes you can be spread out fifty to hundred yards as a squad. It happens, and uh, you need to be able to tell everybody else where they are. And and the other thing too is when you see a guy and you have teammates with you. Don't shoot him and then and then say where he's at. Let everybody yeah. know because it's just it's one of the one of the simplest things. It's so much easier to kill somebody in shooters. You have somebody else shooting with you. Yep. They die so much faster. There's science behind it. That was and then my my tip for solo players is again just to learn the early game. Go to go to the it's gonna be frustrating, but if you can learn the early game, because sometimes the early game comes around full circle at the very end game where you're gonna be able to you're going to be able to need to fight close combat. And that's pretty much mostly the early games, close combat for them. Sometimes I would say like half the time early game is like close combat. Yeah. I, so I feel you, like the end game is always like you need a four X at least a two X. Cause it's going to be two people laying down on the ground. Yeah. And you're going to have to find, shoot someone from distance. And sometimes, and sometimes that final circle can be, can be generous to the both of you where you both maybe don't even have to move. And so it's going to be a really, really close engagement. So you have all of that early game close quarters combat practice. It's going to pay off for the late game. When it does, I mean, maybe maybe you play 100 games and you only win five. But in one of those games, all of that early game practice finally paid off. You killed the guy close combat with a suppressed UMP. Yeah, and uh, to your first part about not just shooting when you see someone, uh, the game me and Jay were talking about earlier where we loop back around to go kill these guys. We had the guys, like, I had the guy in my sights. And I waited till J.O. got a shot, and then we both popped him at the same time. And I think he went down right after our first set of shots. Oh, it was fairly quick. Yeah, the two shots, he was down. And yeah. I think another thing is, like, downing a guy, there's, like, a time where you, when you down a guy and you finish him off, and there's a time when you down a guy and you finish off the other te- the rest of the team, because it is good to down your guys, because, like, knocking them's not always all that great, because you get they get them back up and you're not really accomplishing anything. But when you down them and your other teammates are under fire. It's always good, not always to finish them, but to help your teammates. And then you can finish them off if you need to. But sometimes, like, if his buddy's going to get around the corner of the wall where he's protected, you have to finish yeah. them so that they can't get him back up and you have a numbers game again. Yeah, it's very situational. You have to yeah. do... If, if you can prevent him from getting back to his team, then then take the shot. Uh, you know, it, but I mean, if, if you see there's a separation there, if you have a teammate under fire then you know, it's definitely there's strength in numbers. If, if you have to let that guy crawl around for 15, 20 seconds and help keep your teammates alive, that's going to be beneficial in the long run to your squad. That actually might be another tip. If you get downed, don't just go straight for your teammates you because like then scout. you're giving up where they are. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, yeah that's a big one. Yeah. You or, should get safe. Yeah, or, or you, you can you scout to... out where their guys are. Like we, I was playing one uh, a couple of nights ago with uh, uh, D. March, Louie, and some other guy, and th- there was, I think it was, I was already dead. The three of them were left, and like two of the other team, those two of them got downed, and they just went like to both sides of a house to find the other guy that was still alive, and then the other guy was able to kill him to finish him off. Um. And another thing about the communication, uh, as I said, I am the king of the dinner roll and getting no kills in a game. But I mean, sometimes like obviously that feels really bad. Like I feel like I didn't contribute to the team 
because I didn't get a kill. But then there were some games like what was what was it a few nights? Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Me and Jay were playing, and you and someone else, you guys had like seven kills between the two of you. Oh yeah, yeah and me I and Cleman didn't have any kills. Yeah, but. It was like, all right, this guy's 160 behind this tree. He's on the left side of it. This guy's over here behind this hot, this little wall. And I feel like we were just calling out stuff left and right. And then you guys were getting the kills and wrapping it up. That's 100% like, it, went, it, yeah. It was, it was perfect. Yeah, and then I think, like, and then two nights later, we had the opposite, where I think me and Cleman had all the kills, and you and someone else didn't have any. But we just did the same thing the other way around. With, with well, Jo not getting any kills is pretty typical, I would but, say, for you know a game. Yo, sometimes you, you gotta let your other teammate shine. You be the call out guy, you be the glue guy, you be the guy that does like does it gets dirty. You know, I just you gotta let other people do gotta let other people shine. So the, the twenty the twenty-fifth guy on the roster, doesn't matter if he's the seventh guy in the bullpen or the fifth guy on the bench, he still gets a ring when they win. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, I appreciate that. that. You know, but, that's 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 what it is. The the, the issue is is that twenty-fifth guy is actually part of your starting four. Out there on the floor. Yeah, it's true. Yo, I'll Malcolm <laughs> Butler whenever you need me to, bro. I'll Malcolm Butler whenever you want. Just let, let me know. I think um, another thing that I don't think we've really talked about is uh, for someone who's new to the game, how important the terrain is to your game. Uh, trees, ridge. trees, ridges, walls. Um, you know, if if you see a situation that you want to engage in and you do not consider the surrounding terrain, you have already put yourself at a very, very severe disadvantage. Uh, you know, it's it's better players, they know how to evade getting shot. You know, they they whether they do the zigzag pattern, they know where the cover is. Um before jumping into a situation, you absolutely have to consider, okay, there's a ridge over there. Uh, there's some little treed area over here. If you have to take an extra 10 or 15 seconds and take the long way to a gunfight because you get the cover or you get the high ground or you get the better position, 99 times out of 100, that's the best way to stay alive. Yeah, I think trying to stay patient is probably one of the hardest but also most important things like if you see a guy running you want to shoot at him but it's like if i start shooting now am i going to give up my position and someone else is going to get me or is he too far am i not really going to hit him I think you just, being patient is very very it's, important it's funny because you see these guys who they try to go out and play like doc or like shroud right like they want to just run and shoot and have 15 kill games and like like me, I don't have anywhere near the skills that these guys have. Um, you know, and if you you know watch those streams as an inspirational way, they get killed a lot too. Sometimes their tactics of of being bull rush guys it does not work out in their favor. Yeah, you go. Sometimes it's always best to be the last guy to the party because like if two squads or multi squads are in a, like a little bit of a battle, yeah. Not always does a squad come out unscathed. Like they're going to be hurt, and you have an advantage when it comes to health, maybe yeah. even numbers at that point. And then it's just even easier. You don't always have to think the battle's not the sexiest way, but it gets the job done. That's that's how we like to do it. I have multiple chicken dinners with zero kills. The best yeah. best feeling. Sometimes sometimes you just got to do it. Uh, and I, the last one I got was there are three people left. I'm in the zone. 
I am not going to be the person that runs to get shot by the other person that's going to give up the positioning to the other person that gets them the win. Yeah. And that's what I did. One guy started running to the zone. The other guy got up and started shooting him, and I lit him up to win it. The, the, the difference between you know, how some people play the game and how the top guys on Twitch play the game, they are playing the game for entertainment. They're very good at it, but ultimately their their end goal is they're they're there to entertain people. So if that means that they have to engage in more gunfights, you know, so be it. If you're playing the game for entertainment purposes, by all means, try to emulate how they play the game. Uh, you know, for those of us or and if you're trying to play the game because you want chicken dinners, patience is your friend. Unless like you have like the top notch skill, and otherwise, yeah. Unless unless different. you're an yeah. absolute madman with a car and an adex. Yeah, yeah, we're probably speaking to the majority when we say what you said. So yeah, yeah. I, I would uh, I would say just that's all situational awareness. You say patience, but it's all situational awareness because yeah. sometimes uh, you may think that you have to be patient, but actually you got to push these guys as soon as you possibly can. You got to get in there and get on them, and it it's all just depends. It depends on where the circle's at. Depends on how much time's left. Depends on if you're in the circle. They could have the best spot in the circle, and they could have been getting shot from far away. Maybe they, maybe one of their dudes got knocked. That's when you just got to go push them, kill them, and then you take that spot. Yeah, that's definitely a better... Situational awareness is a better way to explain it. And being able to look at a situation and immediately be like, okay, this is the strat. This is, this is, how, this is how we get this guy. Uh, yeah, situational awareness. Much better way to explain it. <laughs> I would say that also ties into communication too, because if you're if somebody says, "Hey, let's go push this guy," even if that's the worst play and you guys all end up dying, I think as long as everybody does it, that that's a more of a that's still a win. Because yeah. it's, very, it's very difficult to get like how, some guys that you just play with are, you know, head in the clouds. That maybe they're not talking, um, but as long as you guys can all do the same thing, that that's still a win. If you if you lost the gunfight, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four people, everybody's doing it. That's four, good. Four people making a bad play can still end up good, but two out of four going for a good play could end up terribly. Yeah. So, so even if, as long as you're working together, I think you're you're going to be good. But yeah, even if it is a bad play, if you have four of you all focus on the same thing, you can still come out of that maybe pretty good or at least ruin someone else's game but even if you go into a good play and only two people are paying attention uh it could end up horribly i agree uh, anything else i think that's uh i feel like that's pretty much covered everything uh the game is still in early access on steam i think uh i believe december 20th is when they're actually going to release their 1.0 version uh the xbox version i think is coming out the 12th which I think you can get for like 24 bucks if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, I'm going to check that out, and then we'll see how that is. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be great. That doesn't sound. I'm not sure. Awesome right now. I'm pretty skeptical that the Xbox version is going to run smooth. Yeah, lock to 30 FPS is. Uh, that would be. I mean, again, not an Xbox guy, so. But still, uh, lock to 30 FPS is a little bit of a red flag. Uh, they've already confirmed that the new map isn't going to be available until s the spring sometime. Mm -hmm. Also, a slight red flag, but yeah, that new know, map 
the new map just went into the test servers a couple nights ago uh, after the game awards. It looks cool. I mean, we haven't really had a ton of time to play with it. Not the multiple hundred hours that we played on the other map, but I feel like the least, the less maps they have is kind of going to be better. Because yeah. I feel like if it starts getting up to like 10 maps, it's going to be yeah. a mess. I think, I think the really cool thing about having the one map is that you get to learn it and you get to understand it. That's why I think that was one of the things why I really liked Hitman last year was there was only a few maps, but that meant that you could learn the maps uh, like very intimately and be like, okay, if I do this, I can just turn around this corner and I can drive down the street and I'm safe and I can probably get some more loot or you always, you always, I feel like your situational awareness is higher because you only have one map to learn. And it's not like Call of Duty where it's like, all right, I got to learn these 15 maps right now. Then another map pack comes out and then there's 35 maps by the end of the year. Uh, I think the smaller it's going to make the games more, at least tactically sound, uh, and a little bit more fun for me. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that what the Xbox version does is that a, a ton of people buy it and that it gives them more money to help optimize the PC version uh, and just you know keep... Again, it's it's still in early access. Uh, there's no secret that this game has a lot of issues. Uh, I'm sure before we end the show, I mean, we may, maybe go around and, and we can kind of give our overall thoughts. But, I mean, we all know we can't hide the issues of that PUBG has. So, you know, the Xbox, a new console, brings an entirely new revenue stream, which will hopefully give them a larger amount of capital to help to keep improving the game and just... Fixing the fixing the issues and tweaks and new content to just keep things going forward. Yeah, for the, the twenty four bucks on Amazon, on Amazon Prime, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it up. I'm actually gonna have to buy Xbox Live again, which is the only the only downfall of picking it up. Um, but I'm looking forward to trying that out and seeing seeing how that goes. Uh, I do I do feel confident for twenty four dollars. I think you'll get yeah. more. You'll get more than twenty four dollars worth of entertainment. And I feel I, like. I and having the background of playing on the PC already, I feel like I will have a leg up on at least some part of the community. So I might be pretty good to start with, I hope. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see, like, if, you know, if snipers on Xbox, they're not as powerful, right? Because you're using a controller. So I, it, it'll be interesting to see, how, like, how much aim assist there is. You get your control freaks and you're, and you're good. <laughs> but it does, it's not, you're still not as accurate. And and I wonder if like submachine guns will be carried a lot more as a second weapon, yeah, as opposed to like two ARs or you know I, I feel like Xbox might have like closer closer encounters uh, distance wise than yeah. PC. I I know I didn't have a quick chance to look at them, but I know earlier today they actually released the control mapping layouts, the default controls for. Ooh, uh, what it's what it's going to be on Xbox when it releases on Tuesday. That that's ultimately you know what it comes down to, right? I mean, for those of us who uh, to use a comparison, for those of us who have played Fortnite on console and on PC, I've played it on both. Completely different experience on on both. Uh, you know, because the controller is limited to how many buttons you have, and you and you have m many functions that you know there's modifiers, and the same button has to do multiple things. Ultimately, it comes down to how PUBG is going to lay out the controller. And, you know, again, I mean, I disagree 100%. Yes, TJ, you know the, the basics of the game, but the PC skills will not translate over to console very well. 
Yeah, but I think like the map knowledge and stuff is yeah, yeah that, be yeah, that's key in the beginning. That's the stuff cerebral. Is, the that, cerebral yeah, skills will will yeah, translate. On a, yeah, on a knowledge side, it'll definitely help. But stick stick skill wise, uh, I don't think you have any better chance of of gunning someone down. I gotta get my black ops skills back. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it does depend on if you're good at console shooters. Like I, I feel pretty confident. I think I'll, I think I'll be just fine on on. Yeah, we'll have to squad up, buddy. Absolutely, but uh, I will. I'm glad you mentioned the control scheme because it is you tap the left trigger the ADS instead of if you played Call of Duty or other games when you when you go to ADS you're hold the left trigger. Hold it, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, on, on PC, it's the same way on PC. You you tap the right mouse button to scope in instead of holding it. And like I, you know what? I played I Fortnite. Really thought about it until right now. Fortnite. <laughs> when you when you play Fortnite, it's holding. You have to hold it. PUBG. Yeah. You have to tap. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Luckily, I'm, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I'm. I, I wish. I mean, I wish on PC they would let me hold it down. I don't need to hip fire. Just let me hold it down to ADS. Now, now Snaggle's got me thinking. What are my what are my negatives about it? I feel like the neg- the negatives I have are always like when I feel like there's something wrong with the game and not something like that I'm doing wrong. Like like sometimes I feel like did they just forget to put loot on this server? <laughs> like I'll run through five houses and I'll be like, I have a handgun, and that's literally it. Um. But like the bro- all the bugs and stuff, I mean, I kind of get over unless they're bugs where it's like, oh, I'm literally shooting this guy in the chest and nothing's happening. But I feel like that doesn't happen too much. I don't know. I, I mean, I really love the game. Obviously, it's my non-sports game of the year, so sometimes I have the uh, uh, rose-tinted glasses looking at it because I really like it so much. And I'm usually bad enough that I will blame whatever the problem is on myself rather than the game. Yes. Uh, I don't know, uh, Jay. You got any things that you really dislike that you hope gets changed, or um, you guys hit it pretty well. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Like when I play the game, it's easy to remember them. When I on the spot, a little bit more difficult. But um, maybe just change some of the loot structure. Sometimes I feel like when I go into a certain place, I, I feel like it shouldn't be as random. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I yeah. truly enjoy the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Like, like you said, like when we're playing, but I feel like when we're playing and we get mad at something, we, you know, it's like those people that play MLB, and it's like, oh well, I should have hit this really far, but it's like, yeah, but if you watch it again, you were actually way under the ball, and that's why you popped it up, yeah. or you were way late on the pitch, that's why you didn't pull it. But I feel like, I feel like looking at it while not playing it, I can't really think of anything that's like super jumps out to me, like. For me, that there are two issues, and I think there are two issues that really plague any PC game that sees a you know steady growth early on. Uh, the network desync is not as bad as it was. You know, you still see that odd time where you feel like you've ducked into cover, and then all of a sudden you're dead by a headshot, and you don't really understand how it happened. Uh, the network desync between players it, it's still present. It is getting better, uh, but it is still a problem. And obviously the cheating, there's been a lot, a lot made about uh, how, you know, player unknown is handling cheating and hacking within the game. 
Uh, you see them releasing these reports of, oh, on this day, we banned 6,000 people. Uh, and of those 6,000 people, it was probably 2,000 people that they ban- got banned three times on three different accounts. Um, again, I feel like the cheating is getting better. Uh, but for all the efforts that they're putting into trying to you know, get the, the speed hacks and stuff out of the game, you do still see it. But again, those are nece- like those are problems that any PC game that sees this kind of growth is going to have. You're going to have network problems and you're going to have cheaters. That's just that's the facts of video games. Uh, so I hope Player Unknown continues to uh, to try to handle those in a positive way. Cheo, did you ever actually get banned? No, no way, bro. All right. <laughs> you ain't hey, I know you've been reported multiple times. Yeah, and they ain't banning me though. Uh, you got to do it the right way. You hit them with the car, and they just so happen to die. It's like, oops, just hit you with this, hit you with this crossbow from a mile away. Crossbow kills are the best way to do it. They don't even know when it's coming. Just bam. <laughs> I hope anything, any negatives jump out at you. Uh, definitely desync. I think is something that just, as a shooter, drives me crazy because you can get hit behind cover. Um, and it's just, it's that's. It ruins the experience. And overall, I mean, there's just like Snaggle was saying, there's just there's a lot of little bugs in the game and they can build up. And uh, I, I would say just the biggest negative is that it, it's just it's not clean. Yeah, it's not it's not cleaned out. Well, it's not uh, it's not you're not always going to have a smooth experience. And I do think if they could fix all that, that this uh, honestly would probably be like one of the best video games that I've ever played. Um, it's a very fun, unique experience. And I think it does the BR genre very well. And I will say the the cheaters, I've, I mean, I've played over 400 hours. It's only been a handful of guys that I've seen cheating. So it's not, I never felt like it was running rampant or anything like that. Not to imply that you were saying that, but I was just saying like my experience hasn't been ruined by cheaters. Yeah, I- I mean, I could count on one hand the number of times where I've had a game derailed by someone who was doing nefarious related things. But I just, it it, it seems to be something that, you know, uh, on Twitter and stuff that as the game keeps increasing in popularity, obviously the cheaters is going to increase in popularity as well. Right. Again, Fortnite PC had the exact same problem when it came out. People were cheating constantly until they were able to patch a few things into the game um yeah i wasn't implying that it's like a, a widespread thing but it is it is there mm-hmm. um and and i do uh, i am very encouraged by the steps that they are taking to help identify these people and help ban these people uh and you know just try to keep the experience and i agree 100 percent. i feel like battlegrounds has the potential to be and i think it already has set itself up to be one of those games that goes down in history as like not necessarily kicking off a genre, but taking a genre that was on the upswing and blowing it into the stratosphere. Um, I don't think anybody expected this game to reach the heights that that it has in technically still alpha state Mm -hmm. (laughs) early access. I think they have, uh, they have seven Guinness world records for like yeah most people buying an early access game most people playing an early access game most people playing an early access game at the same time and it's such a simple concept of hey let's drop a hundred dudes and dudettes on a map and see who can be the last person or the last team standing like it's so 
but like it's so it's so well done and there's many things thought of that if if, if they can fix that five percent of the time where you literally want to put your fist through your keyboard because you know you have janky controls or you or get DC, driving yeah or you get or <laughs> jo's driving or you get or you get desynced e- and you get easy Easy. <laughs> or you get desynced and you get sniped in your level three helmet while you're behind a wall. <laughs> or uh, I had I had a game where someone fell out of a boat, their computer crashed, and they sank to the bottom of the water. And the second they got back on, they were dead. There you go. I feel like you know if if they can keep working to fix those issues, yeah, this game definitely has uh, long term, long lasting, you know, record breaking potential. Uh, so, guys, I have good news and bad news. Uh, the bad news is, uh, for the people listening to this, uh, we're about wrapped up here. The good news for us is that we can go play PUBG uh, as soon as we're done. Are already. I mean, some might be. I see Cleveland's uh, in the chat room ready to go, so I think we have a good squad ready. Oh, yeah. Ready to go with the night crew? I'm in top 60 already right now. Nice. Dude, you, you, uh, talking about it so much just gave you the itch. I know. I I would love to be doing it right now, uh, but I'm trying to host this podcast. I know it's hard. Multitasking is tough. That's why I do. I take care of the driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys uh, a lot for coming on and spending all your hours playing PUBG with me. Thanks for having me, uh, Daddy. Thank, uh, thank you, TJ. Congrats on 100 episodes, yeah. by the way. Seriously, thank you, sir. Yeah. yeah, big big ups. It took uh, way more years than it should have because of long hiatuses in between. But yeah, yeah. If you if that you need that stick to it, if this. Uh, yeah. To get to get to the next hundred, uh, I think I'm ready to uh, get back to making that sports gamer show uh, a regular thing, and I hope you guys will all join me on upcoming episodes. Uh, I've got some more topics that I would definitely like to talk about. Uh, Jay, where can uh, where can people find you? Literally at J A Y O H thirty. Anything? I've pretty much gotten that name like tattooed on everything. So anywhere, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, you got me. And you and Hope do a show, what's it, Monday nights at uh, 8.30? What's the uh, schedule come up, Cap? This year, we decided to go with Tuesday. Every Monday changes. We, like, you know, hit a different day of the week, kind of find out which day works the best. And Tuesday's the one this uh, year. Hey, yeah, you know. Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also sometimes do the the Madden drops, Twitch drop streams on Fridays. Yeah. Uh, I believe we have it this week. Oh, see. Mm, spoiler alert. No F and Y. I didn't even know. Well, now I got to be there. So I, I didn't even know. Facts. <laughs> yeah hashtag madden drops exclamation point madden oh, drops stop. Jeez. We, we, we cured the <laughs> epidemic and then we ch- we tried it we tried to cure it but people brought it back so i'm very i'm very disappointed in everybody who went after us keep that up uh i prefer when the chat goes hashtag diabetes uh that seems to work better than madden drops uh and you can follow hope at hope twitch on twitter yep uh snaggle j Give me, give me the Snaggle J pitch. Uh, I'm the same as Jo. Everywhere at Snaggle J, Twitch, uh, Twitter. Those are the two places I frequent more often than not. Uh, yeah, you can check me out all those places. Uh, I mean, I'm in the same pool. Uh, that sports gamer, literally everywhere. Uh, right now, as we're recording this, we're actually doing this in our uh, that sports gamers gaming community Discord. Uh, if you want to join that, you can go to thatsportsgamer.com slash community. 
Uh, we also have a separate one for bullpen banter, which, hey, changing dates, uh, changing days of the week is something that I think we're going to be doing with bullpen banter next season. Oh, my God. More spoilers. The last five minutes of the show. Don't tell nobody. Spoiler filled. Uh, if you want to join that community, it's uh, that sportsgamer.com slash BB Discord. Uh, I think we're like over 120 strong or something in there. Uh, talking about MLB the show all the time. Uh, I also work for Out of the Park Developments, makers of Out of the Park Baseball 17. And there will probably be one next year. So, or no, Out of the Park 18. My God, we made yeah. too many games. Fired. Uh, out of the Park 19 will be next year. So get hyped for that. I mean, I don't think it was a spoiler that we're going to make another game next year. Uh, that's going I don't great. think it was. Uh, yeah. I appreciate you guys coming out. And I appreciate everybody listening. If you want to pass this around to your friends, uh, then go to thatsportsgamer.com. Uh, and on the right-hand side, there's all these subscribe links to iTunes, Google Plays, Pocket Casts, uh, and the RSS feed. Or just search your podcast app of choice uh, for That Sports Gamer, and you'll see the links to Bullpen Banter and That Sports Gamer Show. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you guys very much for joining me. Thank Thanks you guys for, for listening. And uh, we'll see you again on the next episode of That Sports Gamer Show. Take it easy, folks.